this event brings lots of positive um, energy and moving us forward and most important open opportunities for all the runners across the globe. First of all, to, to be together, then to maybe enter our ultra um, uh, family, um, maybe uh, be proud that I'm part of the global event and I can compete with the top runners, uh, you know. So lots of, lots of positive things that I would like to highlight. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the IAU podcast and in this episode I'm joined once more by Jacek Bedowski, the IAU Director of Communications. I was talking to Jacek in advance of the IAU Global Solidarity Run in the previous episode and now Jacek is going to come back to give us a bit of a rundown on how the event went. Jacek, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, welcome and thank you for having me um, during this interview. Yeah, as I mentioned, we had spoke before the 2021 IAU six-hour virtual global solidarity weekend back in March. And now I would just like to, uh, I suppose, talk a bit about how the event went. This was the first year that the event was organised and it was organised quite quickly. So can you give us a summary about how the event actually went? Yes, um I actually would like to start with a big thank you to to all who take part of this event. I mean, the organizing team, the communication team that worked together with me on this to to make a full coverage of the event, athletes that took part of the event, officials and the member federations, um, because they actually make this event um, uh, possible. And in the end, the most important, all our supporters, because, um, you, you know, it will never happen if there is no people that, that would enjoy it. So that's what was happening here. And like I said, this was all possible because of those dedicated people that spent some time to prepare and be part of it. From that on hand, I am very proud to share that again, we reached 34 teams, like the same in the in the last year, so it was equal. And uh, the representation was almost 300 runners. So it was just a bit less than in 2020, but uh, all of the athletes did fantastic job. And we, we as a, not, not as average, we, we did it on over 18,000 kilometers. So it just below the 2020, but still fantastic results. And the most important is that um, um, the average per athlete was over 60 kilometers. It was actually 16.5. So there are lots of statistics, but just to give you some magnitude of the of the event, how many people did it, and it's it's very com- uh, comparative uh, what we did um, in 2020. So I think that's from the nutshell from the from the event from this year. And this you have to take into account that we were doing this. Uh, doing lots of restrictions comparing to 2020 when it was in the summertime and the pandemic was a bit uh, less restrictive at that time. That's quite a respectable average distance and I ran the event myself and I have to admit I must have been a little bit below the average. So for anybody who hasn't listened to the previous podcast or maybe is the first time tuning into the IAU podcast. Can you explain exactly what the event was? Yes, of course, that, that's my pleasure. So this is um event that we created for the global um, um, participation. And this is a six hour event that uh, six hour event that happened over the weekend. 
So we started on the 20th of March and it's finished on the 21st of March. And it was uh, designed some for the for the member federations of the IU that create a team and enroll to the event uh, roughly about a month before the event take place. And once uh, it's all settled down, we just run in your respective place or you gather together and you just record the time that you did, uh, record the distance that you did in six hours. So that's something that, that we we put together. And then the main objective was to, to do it together and share it. So that's why there were lots of coverage in the social media. We were posting information pictures, sharing the results. So uh, lots of commitments from, from many people. And, and that's how we did it. And you had mentioned previously that Originally, this was going to be a one-off event because a lot of competitions were cancelled during 2020. But because it has been a success, you have plans to make it an annual event. Is that correct? Yes. So, uh, like you said, it's it's all correct. Uh, we did it in 2020 because there were lots of cancelled events. And we, we want to fill it the gap and still stay connected as a global family. And because of the, the success and feedback that we had, we thought, okay, let's celebrate this special year and make this special every year. So we decided that we need to find the best timing for the event to take place. And looking carefully through the calendar, we thought, okay, around March, end of March, that will be a, a good time for ultra runners to, to have an event that they can either train um, and see how they are performing in the training phase, or even they can do this as a qualifying round for the shorter distances like 50k or 100k that might happen not far from from the March or or even in the second half of the year. So we we put a lot of thoughts and then we said let's do it annually to to make this um, special and give opportunities to runners that some quite often they cannot make it to the team for different reasons. Either they cannot make it because the standards are quite high in particular country or other reasons. But this one gives opportunity to, to others participate in the, in the global um, event. Yes, and six hours for an ultra runner is probably a good performance indicator. It's not too far that you have to recover from doing a race effort. And I suppose it ties in with 100k and 24 hours that it's leaving you with an indication of how you might perform at those distances. Exactly. So for some of them, it will be like a test run. Okay, how how good I am in the preparation for the 24 hours, for example. And for the others, it will be the entry point to ultra running because, um, okay, I did a couple of marathons or maybe hundreds of marathons. Maybe it's time to switch to ultra and six hours. I believe it's a good one to, to start with. Because you don't know what's what's going to happen after 12 hours, but six hours, it's still manageable, I believe. Now, to somebody who doesn't do uh, ultra racing, six hours can seem quite daunting, but it's it's all relative. A marathon runner might do 5K or 10K or maybe a half marathon as a performance indicator. But now we're looking at six hours, which is maybe twice the marathon distance. So it's some people might not be able to get their head around that, but... It's all down to the pacing and once you actually get yourself into a rhythm and have done the training, it is a very achievable uh, distance. Yeah, I agree. Now, during the Global Solidarity Run this year, were there any particular moments that happened during it that 
you maybe noticed and would like to share? So for this one, I have to talk more from my personal experience because I decided to run this over two days, but not that I split my timing. I just decided to start quite late in the evening on Saturday. So it, I started at 9 p.m. on Saturday. I finished at 3 a.m. on Sunday. So, uh, and the reason was to kind of virtually be connected on both days. So I run it, let's say, with the bigger number of, of runners because I run in Saturday and Sunday and had a chance to do like live stream from the event. So and, and really encouraging thing that I noticed that people were there <laughs> no matter what time of the day it was, they were there. So I was I was in our Facebook event from the morning and then during the day and there were always somebody cheering, putting pictures. So that's that's something that I notice, And I think this is deserved the credit. Not particularly my run over the night, <laughs> but uh, that we are all being together. And I think that's something that, that stands out. That's a great idea. And I think it was great having the flexibility of being able to choose the day you took part in the event. But that sounds like a really good idea, starting it three hours before midnight and then finishing the three hours after I might actually try that myself now next year how did you find coming out of that then at three o'clock in the morning were you able to sleep or were you buzzing after it no I was still very excited and I still spent some time over the internet to putting some some pictures notes uh, following people seeing who did what so uh, for me the whole weekend was overwhelming and um I only have very good memories, you know. I maybe had some blisters, some tiredness after the six hours, but um, it didn't matter in the end because uh, you've seen smiley faces on, on the internet when you came back from it. And I had the chance to, to like I said, do the live stream from my running as well. So it was, it was funny to, to see it. I'm only realizing that now as you mentioned it, that I, I was forgetting that there were so many different time zones involved. So as you were finishing at three o'clock in the morning, it was probably daytime somewhere else. So th the activity was, was constant. And, and that's what I said, that uh, no matter what time I enter the event or, or check for something, I always see somebody. And that's the beauty that, uh, you know, if I'm sleeping, then there is somebody on my behalf still running, right? As a as an ultra running family, and I think that's something that that is particularly good, because uh, when you have um, a typical championships, it starts on the certain time, and then for somebody's midnight and or even quite late in the night, and they cannot really follow. For some people, it's the perfect timing here. Whenever you can, you do it right. So that's the best. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And with an official championship, so when it finishes, there's a big rush then to get all the information out and get the results compiled in time for the award. So there's a lot happens. We'd seen full coverage from the event, which included results and race reports from each country that took part in it. It seemed to happen quite quickly. How easy or how difficult was it to get all that information in and get it back out again? So yes, uh, that was the, the main objective from, from our part, from the communication team. So we have um, dedicated people, volunteers who work across the globe and different time zones. So we have John in Ireland, we have Shibani in India, we have Lucas in, in Brazil, uh, we have uh, Frank in, in um, uh, Korea, 
we have Linda in, in Africa. So everybody chipped in to, to getting all the information. And the idea was to share them, maybe not as quick as possible, but share all of them and, and to make sure that we cover every member federation, every team that took part of the event. And that's, um, that's kind of give back from our end that you decided to participate and we have to share the information and give the credit to, to the teams that were put together and run it. And that's as well a bit of promotion for the, for the teams and uh, in the end, uh, you know, not everybody can get a medal on the official championships. Here, we recognize everybody. And I think that's the difference between the, the championships. You know, the, there, is, there are only three places on the 100 kilometers podium, right? Here, we don't count the, the final results. We count that you, you've been in the event and you took part of it. And that's the most important, to, to show the camaraderie between between our family. And what was the feedback like from the event, from the different federations and from, I suppose, spectators online? I have to say that the feedback is still coming to us. We, we had lots of uh, positive feedback from, uh, from it, and that's only assure us that we have to continue this journey. But we are still getting this even right now. And uh, um, the thing is that some of the runners, for different reasons, could not take part of it. And they are asking already, can we expect an event in 2022? And uh, I always answer, yes, that's our objective. Unless there is something crazy happening and we cannot do it. But, but even in those difficult times, and we did it the event in March, like I said, where there was a high peak, lots of restrictions, People could not do as much as you normally do, but we still managed to have a very high number of participants. And and that's only create a momentum and that's something that we want to do. It. So uh, thank you again for this. And, and we will see each other in 2020 running again over the weekend and it will be third week of March. So uh, get ready and, and we'll be there to, to do it again. And what are your plans for next year's event? Yes, so we already start starting the slowly the preparation for the next year. Um, we treat this the same way like we do other major events organized by IEU. And this, there are lots of uh, behind the scene preparation. So we gather information, we have to prepare the registration process, make sure that we have all in place, inform people and prepare some publications. And probably you even noticed that all of this was going for more than a month. And even now we are we are close to two months after the event and we still do some activities. So for, for us, especially in terms of communication, this is almost all year gone, all year alone that, that we have to do some work. So that's that's what happened here. And um, yeah, we are we are working already on it. When the idea for the first event came up in twenty twenty, did you expect it to be as successful as it has been? We were quite hopeful for the first uh, for the first event because that was to fill the gap what was there. Then the second year, uh, we I, I have to admit we were a bit worried that we might not get that many runners and that much interest. But actually, turn turns around. Maybe not exactly the, the high number in terms of particular runners, but they they took this quite uh, serious. There were some outstanding results um, in this year event. And lots of interest uh, asking before, uh, can I participate? And even some disappointment that 
you know, they they came across the information quite late, and it was too too late to enter to the to the event, and then other reasons. So uh, I think a bit twisted um, information and twisted um, experience, but uh, I think this is something that uh, if we make it a solid, then then it will enter to our calendars and will be engraved that we will do it every year, and and the expectations will be. To, to have it. So um, I believe there is a future for this one. It's just uh, we we had a different um, expectations and this came back with even better. So that that's very, very nice. Before we finish up, do you have any thoughts that you would like to share on the event? Uh, whenever I've, I think about our virtual solidar- solidarity weekend, I have lots of smile on my face. And this is very overwhelming for me. Whenever I open my head with this, it's it's only joy and uh, bringing back uh, good memories. But uh, I would like to highlight something something different. The most important is stay safe, and especially at this moment uh, when we are in the in the crisis, this COVID situation. But this event brings lots of positive um, energy and moving us forward, and most important, open opportunities for all the runners across the globe. First of all, to, to be together, then to maybe enter an ultra um, uh, family, um, maybe uh, be proud that I'm part of the global event and I can compete with the top runners, uh, you know. So lots of lots of positive things that I would like to highlight. And um, again, the, the most important is, is to be together. And that's something that I want to take as a message back that uh, we are doing this because we want to stay connected, no matter what's happened around. And, and maybe as a final conclusion, please follow us um, and uh, read the updates on our website, social media, because there are lots of information and it's better to, to read it early and don't miss it because our global solidarity run is a, is a good opportunity to, to stand out and, and be part of, of great events. So that's something that I would like to pass. Jacek, thank you very much for your time and I look forward to seeing you at the next event. Thank you, John, and thank you to everybody who is listening and um, I hope to see you soon on another event. Thank you.